I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. So, um... If you've listened to this show long enough, you know that when it comes time to get busy, when it comes time to get outside and make our voices heard, when it comes time to bring some attention to a matter that affects my people or any marginalized person in this country, I do my best to highlight it. These stories are important. And, and they're important not only to share amongst ourselves, but they're important for us to talk about in view of would-be allies, because often enough, we need that support as well. But the long and the short of it is that these stories are important, critically important. And one such story that has been on my radar for a long time is the story about Cop City in the state of Georgia. And in particular, the Stop Cop City movement. Now, because I'm not based in Atlanta, I don't get to get outside and protest. I don't get to see the things that I need to see and then shake hands that I need to shake and so forth. But fortunately, I'm connected enough. And fortunately, this story has gotten enough steam to where we can talk about it. Now, I say fortunately, I'm not sure if that's the right terminology there, but the fact is, is that we are at a point where this needs to be discussed, and I am grateful to today be joined by two very, very powerful voices in this movement. Um, one person joins me right now. His name is Marcus Coleman, 
He is from the Save Ourselves uh, organization, and they are a human political civil rights organization with a concentration on youth mentorship. And another person is someone that I kind of grew up with. Um, she is a, a dear friend of mine. And in my early days in radio, we established a, a, I believe, a loving brother-sister relationship. I've seen her grow as an activist. And as a result, she has served as a mentor uh, to me uh, in my activism. Uh, a, a, a dear friend and a, a, just a guiding light for me and for many people in this country, uh, Yanajaha Lone Wolf. So first, welcome, Marcus. I, I know I introduced you first. I'd like you to say hi to our listeners. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, Yanajaha, I want you to say hi as well. Hey, thank you so much for, for having us on. And, and, and likewise, I'm, I'm so proud of your growth and development from from street promotions to radio to now everyone all over the world can hear you. So thank you for giving us this platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So for folks who maybe they're not familiar with this story, let's start at the beginning. Um, let's explain what Cop City is. So Marcus, I'm going to give that one to you. Tell us about Cop City. What is that? Uh, Cop City uh, is a area that used to be unincorporated DeKalb County. Uh, unincorporated uh, DeKalb, the, the county of DeKalb, the city of Atlanta, and the Atlanta Police Foundation are all in bed together for this agreement to uh, secure 331 acres. And that securement would be by way of the Atlanta Police Foundation, who, by the way, is simply a nonprofit, 501c3. Um, 85 acres of this 331 acres is going to be used to build what we know as a militarized training facility or center. Now, 85 is on the record hearing it can go all the way up to 100 acres. But the documented name is the Atlanta Public, Sa the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center. It will be used to train uh, firefighters, EMTs, police officers. It has a... Uh, 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 optical course and training facility for and housing facility for canine units. It has office space. It is this state of the art, new revolutionary type of training facility that is going to, uh, folks who are pro this will tell you that it is going to revolutionize training and eradicate what we know to be police culture. Uh, last little thing on just the description of it. Um, City of Atlanta's contribution to this is in the form of 67 million taxpayers' dollars. 31 of those million will be used for the development uh, to help the Atlanta Police Foundation complete the development. And then 36 of those million will be used for the city of Atlanta to literally rent buildings from the Atlanta Police Foundation within this compound, which we call Cop City. Okay, so follow up question. What and now I know the answer, but for our listeners, what's yeah. wrong with that? Well, um, 
a couple of things. Um, one, this was started in 2020, uh, signed, uh, signed forward by Governor Deal and then Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Uh, this was a response uprisings, which is known as the uprisings of the summer of 2020, uh, all across the country, but particularly here in Georgia. Uh, with me and Yanaja High and many others shoulder to shoulder during the height of this pandemic, uh, Georgia, not just the Atlanta or the Atlanta, not just Atlanta or the Atlanta metropolitan area, Ackworth, Marietta, other outskirts of Georgia were also engaged in this uprising. And it scared the bejesus out of the folks here in Red Clay, Georgia, home of the Confederacy, home of the largest Confederate monument in the world known as Stone Mountain. Mm-hmm. So they organized a plan. And to combat this resistance, um, what else is wrong with that? Other than the the and, and President Trump, he spoke very eloquently when he did something very strong here uh, to combat uh, cities like Atlanta that are cesspools of murder. Um, we, we appreciate the former president for making it plain where others are pulling the wool over folks. What else is wrong with that? Uh, here in Georgia, Governor Kim executive order. Orders right after 2020, uh, giving power and protecting to police, uh, protecting around police. Uh, legislation since then has passed both members, which he has signed into law, allowing police to sue organizations like Yanaja Haas and myself. Um, what else is wrong with that? We haven't changed one policy. Uh, we have policy amendment on the books, which is called POST, Peace Officer Standards and Training, which certify officers in the state of Georgia. We haven't changed anything that would uh, uh, make certification uh, stricter or, 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 or make officers abide by uh, uh, different forms of certification. And lastly, uh, we've yet to change any law on the books. People run around talking about qualified immunity all the time, and that's good, but that only deals with civil action. Sovereign immunity is what deals with the criminal action of law enforcement. We haven't changed either of those or even touched the usage of deadly force. So Mm. one has to believe that this center is not only going to revolutionize policing, but it is going to stop the carnage. We know that the true problem lies in the ink. So what is the problem? You ain't changed NAM law on the books, but yet you're building a militarized compound to amplify and sharpen the tools that we know as police terrorism. Absolutely. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. 
Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Okay. What's up? You know who it is. It's the one and only DJ Screen, one third of the Big Facts Podcast. Big shouts out to Big Bank. Big shouts out to Baby J. You're listening to the Black Information Network. June is Black Music Month, so make sure you listen to our podcast on the Black Effect Podcast Network or iHeartRadio app for stories from some of your favorite artists. Today we are joined by Marcus Coleman and Queen Yanajaha Lone Wolf on the Black Information Network for our conversation on the movement to stop Cop City. All right, so Yanajaha, um, what is the, the result of the protests so far uh, with the Stop Cop City movement? Bring us up to speed. Yeah. So for two years now, um, so we have environmentalists. <clears throat> There's an environmental aspect to this is because this area, um, this 351 acres um, is a it was supposed to be a a safe space, a a, a space for um, with all the forest, a, basically a park space. For this community, this is a um, primarily black community, um, South River. Um, they were supposed to have cleaned this river up, um, but there's been so many pollutants. They're supposed to just basically make this a great space um, for the for the community. Um, this is they call it the lungs of Atlanta. Atlanta, when you come to Atlanta, Georgia, you see trees everywhere. 
but there's not a lot of an area in the heart of the metropolitan area of Atlanta or on that border of Decatur where you're seeing a whole forestry right in the heart of the of of metropolitan area and this is one of them and so they uh, so by tearing down these trees and um and trying to build this militarized police training center cop city next to the this community as well as schools that's in the area like literally right next to an elementary school you know this the people of the community does not want it um they so there has been environmentalist groups that um here locally um they have been um out there using their bodies um, to be on the front line in the forest, and they're called forest defenders. They have been camping out for the past two years. Then recently, this year, um, when they was trying, when I mean they, I'm talking about the um, Georgia State Police and the those that's a part of the Police Foundation. They're kind of trying to get construction workers, whatever, trying to get these forest defenders out. And they shot a non-binary Afro-Indigenous person by the name of Tortuguita. Um, Tort is his name, um, is their name. And what ha- um, they shot him, they shot them 57 times. Yeah. yeah. And um, then they, they, they try to hide it and hmm. say that the, the forest defenders shot at them. So they was defending themselves. And when they found um, when they when they did the autopsy, um, when that report came out, two hands in the air, sitting yep. down, cross leg, you know, um, um, no gun residue at all. And so that just goes to sh- and then the way that they spend it was exactly like how they spend Jamarian Robinson, how they spend Tyree Nichols, how they spend, you know, um. Trayvon Martin, you know, when when they do something wrong, they're like, oh, we was defending ourselves until a video comes out or until um, the autopsy comes out, then we get the truth. Mm -hmm. And so even with that, you know, how can the people and the community trust a cop city that they that before they're even started laying down the groundwork, they already killed a person and shot that person 57 times. And then on top of that, then they use various tactics to be able to arrest other forest defenders or even just citizens of Atlanta and, and or citizens of America and, and put on terror, domestic terrorism charges on them. Sure. And then most recently, two weeks ago, that, um, you know, every movement, we have a, a bail bond. We have an organization, a nonprofit organization that's, that's willing to get, uh, you know, to raise money to bail us all out. They did was they went ahead and arrested um, Atlanta Solidarity Fund. Yeah, I read about that. Um, three of them. And they put them de- um, under RICO. Uh, they're trying to create a RICO case. So we already see, you know, they already creating this RICO case with Young Thug. So they're getting excited with RICO. Like, oh, well, let's just put activists. Or anyone that say stop cop city, let's put them under Rico too. So then on most importantly, the outrage is we have been showing up to city council by the numbers mm-hmm. for the I've past the videos. two years. Yeah. Yes, for the past two years. And every single time we don't want cop city. Then most recently, when it was an opportunity for the city council to vote again on funding for this of our tax dollars. Then it was over 1,500 people at City Hall. They was able to have, um, what was it, 200 and 
58, I believe, speak till 5.30 in the morning. And they still, um, four um, council members, um, shout out to those council members that said um, no to Cop City. Um, Antonio Lewis is one of them. But the remainder of them, and and two of them are two children of civil rights leaders. And Ramses, I know this is up your alley because you love to talk about civil rights. The son of Julian Bond. Um, Michael Julian Bond, council oh. member, he voted yes to Cop City. The daughter of Joseph B- Boone also voted for Cop City. And so, you know, when you're looking, so even when we're saying we're in the mecca of the civil rights movement, just to see that they feel that this is the answer. And, and, and it's not. There, you know, we have, it's infrastructure. When you look at you know, um, shout out to my good um, comrade in the movement, Sean King. Mm-hmm. He he talked about it and he said, show me a community that has all the resources of great wage jobs, housing, education. Do they have more police? Mm-hmm. Do they need more police? No. And we know we've seen certain communities in Arizona where we've seen that, where it was like, where are the police at? You know, because the fact that everyone is doing well financially and great education, health care is great. But when you're in a city that is willing to spend our tax dollars more on police than on their shelters, their hospitals, they just close the hospital right right in the heart of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And and then they and then the, the unsheltered community, they close their shelters and then that and then they just put. A billion, they just um a billion dollars in the public schools, but where is that really going? Because I've seen our public school systems, and I know how these uh, these teachers are not making. They should be making a lot more money. And then on top of it, where's our community centers? You know, I I was just telling Marcus, grassroots organizations all across this nation run our cities, and that's sad. These cities should be putting, they should be putting the resources in, but they would rather put money into the police. And this is why we say defund the police, divest from the police, put it in. Since we're doing the job, since Save Ourselves is out there working with the youth and doing youth mentorship, since people like yourself, Ramses, when you was doing the lunch bags and helping our unsheltered, where is our cities doing? Doing this and opening up avenues for that. And a lot of time they're not. And the reason why Cop City is not just a problem in Georgia is because all of the police all across this nation will be coming to Georgia to be able to do this militarized police training. And a lot of the training comes from Israel, um, Israel, that as we've seen the Israel and Palestine war for centuries, and we're seeing all these children getting murdered. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know about militarized police because when I was in Standing Rock, they used every military, I mean, we had veterans up there and they said, oh my God, I haven't seen nothing like this since Iraq, like Afghanistan, since Vietnam. We had like, thousands of veterans come to Standing Rock and they were disgusted that we was being treated like we was domestic terrorists when right. we were we are indigenous people and American citizens 
here on this soil. And I am, and I'm a direct impact of that because I now am battling stage four lung cancer with, with over 90 other people because of the chemicals they sprayed on us. So I do not, I'm not for militarization of police at all. I love that. This concludes part one of our two-part conversation on the Stop Cop City movement. Be sure to check back in with us as we follow up with both Queen Unajaha Lone Wolf and Marcus Coleman right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.